Howdy, y'all! Welcome into South of Scruffy Podcast. My name is Ben Fields. Glad you're here. Thanks for hanging. We've got a very special show for you today. Very excited about my guest, Sean Maurer. Uh, Sean Maurer is the executive director of First Tee Tennessee. It's a youth organization that teaches kids how to be people in the best way possible. Sean is a heck of a dude, a mentor who's leading Tennessee's youth. He's doing a wonderful job, great work, just a heart of gold, man. It was a pleasure to meet him. And he had a birthday after we recorded this episode, which was a couple days ago. So if you see Sean, wish him a happy 40th birthday. That chat with Sean's in just a second. A couple dates for you guys. Uh, the F3T, the Fly Fishing Film Tour, there's a couple of uh, Southeast dates where our film will be screening. You've got Atlanta, which is March 10th. That will be at Sweetwater Brewing Company. And then Nashville at the Franklin Theater. I guess Franklin technically, but that's the 313, March 13th. Go see Dan's Payne live and in person at the Fly Fishing Film Tour. Both of those are sponsored. F3T stops, so you get all the fanfare, the hubbub. It should be cool. I'm excited about those. I'll see you there. And uh, also, I'm uh, presenting at Knoxville Pachacucha night, February 24th at 6.30 p.m. That's at the Mill and Mine in Knoxville. I believe it's a Thursday night. Uh, if you don't know about Pachacucha, check their uh, stuff out. But long story short, you have 20 slides and 20 seconds per slide to present on a topic. And uh, I will be presenting... Uh, on the topic of this podcast at Pachacacha Night on uh, Thursday, February 24th at 6.30 p.m. It's free, so please come out to that. I'd love to see you out there, too. I think that's all the business we need to take care of. Let's uh, get into my chat with my uh, my buddy, Sean Maurer. Enjoy. We're doing the podcast. We good, Sam? We're fantastic. Heck yeah, dude. Sean. Yeah. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to meet you. Thanks for coming by to play. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. I think it's uh, super cool what uh, what First Tee has going on. And just like the, the, the idea of helping where you can is really great and using outside of the box methods to still be able to help. Um, talk about First Tee a little bit, what you, what you do. Yeah, so the program first tee it's it's a it's a junior golf program, but it's geared towards teaching life skills um, through the game of golf. So golf is just kind of our tool, yeah. You know, to teach like sportsmanship and integrity and confidence sure. and that sort of stuff. So to kids, yeah, to kids. Um, and it you know first tee is actually it's an international program. So okay. um, there there are chapters throughout the entire United States. Um, we're one of, I think, 156 in the U.S., and then wow. there's eight internationally. Wow. Yeah, so... So they're in a bunch of markets. Yeah, Japan, Mexico, um, Germany, Ireland. All with the same mission statement of, of giving, giving kids a, a, a backstop to learn these tools against? Yeah, and just using golf as that tool yeah. just to guide, guide them. It's great. Do you know about uh, uh, two bikes? Have you heard of that? No. Um, two bikes is a uh, 
it's it's a company with a with a a, a local uh, chapter here that does the, kind of the same thing that First Tee does, but with bicycles. Mm-hmm. Teaches kids how to repair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? And and then gives gives them a skill. Yeah, you know, and and a. Uh, an arena that they're uh, that they're intelligent about, you know, a space that they that they know inside and out and can glean a bunch of different skills from. Yeah. It seems like it's kind of similar to what you guys do. Yeah. So who are the kind of who are the kids that uh, participate in the program? Um, I, I think it's it's really geared towards any kid. Um, but I think we kind of you know we want kids that really kind of need to learn those life skills gotcha. that maybe aren't taught at home. Gotcha. Um, and so we we're based in East Knoxville. Okay. At Williams Creek, the, the par three course. Oh yeah. Um, so the Wii course is like, I guess I always get it mixed up cause I call it the Wii course, but yep. really Williams Creek is the whole golf course and the Wii course is like a small. Yeah. So right? when, when they started, when they built the golf course, they, it, it was called the Wii course. Um, and then everybody had this misconception that like, the Wii course was just for kids. Ah. And so nobody was ever coming out to mm. play it. So then they started, they built like three smaller holes kind of off to the side on number one. Mm. And so they did this whole renaming process because Williams Creek actually runs through the middle of the golf course. Okay. So they renamed it Williams Creek and then the three little holes off to the side or that's the we course at williams yeah. creek now gotcha um but that we do a lot of our teaching over on that that small course and on then, those three three holes yep and okay. then and then kind of you know hope to push them out onto uh the larger course after that get them good enough to drive it 300 yards yeah. or drive it 200 <laughs> yards and then and then play a 300 yard hole yep man that's that's cool so how old are the kids so it Really, first tee, from an international standpoint, it, it's ages seven to seventeen. Okay, but I guess it. Well, it was. I've got a five-year-old daughter, so I guess about six years ago when I found out I was having a little girl, um, selfishly, I was like, "Well, I don't want kid." And we, I was getting a lot of calls from parents that had like four, five, and six-year-olds that really wanted to get their kids into golf, and I was like, "This is kind of ridiculous." that we're like turning them away because they're too young. Yeah. I mean, if they're ready to play, we can teach them. So we started a class for four, five, and six-year-olds called Little Linksters. Little Um, Linksters? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And so uh, we've got that, and it's probably the biggest class that we have. No kidding. It fills up. And really, right after COVID, when golf really got a huge boom during COVID. It's a great sport for it. Yeah. Don't have to breathe on people. You're outside. Yeah. Yeah. You you can. Small groups. Yeah. And what I was saying, I was like, if you're not six feet apart, you're going to catch more than COVID. Yeah. You you know, you can catch a club to the face. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's a safe thing to do. So our, our industry just boomed and we got a lot, I got a lot of baseball players that, that couldn't play baseball anymore that were coming to play golf. That's great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it it was fun. So really, we we kind of do four to seventeen. But you know, my biggest thing is when I talk about like what I've built at the first tee, and I've been there for eight years now, is this kind of this family mentality. Mm. You know, we're not like other like a a boys and girls club where you know we see them at the club, and then you know 
everybody goes home at the end. Right. Um, you know, we're on the golf course with them all the time. And so I wanted to build this kind of family mentality that like, we're always there for you. So then as I had kids graduate in high school, you know, and they're going off to college, I was like, well, you know, I, I'm not kicked out of my family cause I went to college. Right. So, you know, I started this whole alumni, you know, committee to just keep them in the loop. That's um, great. So yeah. you, have, you have alumni that come back and give back to the program. Yeah. Even when they're not. That's great. Yeah. So. Do, do any of those alumni continue to pursue golf as a passion and even I, a, a, you know, a way to get through school sometimes? Yeah. I've actually had four graduate four that played college golf that grad, have graduated. Which is not an easy task, right? No, it's not. Um, to, to play college yeah. golf. Yeah. And so, um, and it's all, it, what's really awesome is the head pro at Williams Creek now is the original first team member. The first? The first one, his name's Lee Whitehead. And now he went, he played uh, college golf at Tennessee Tech, went through the PGA program, and now came back and now is our head professional at the golf course. So How it's kind awesome of this is that? full circle. Well, it sounds like you're not just building a program that lives in its own world, but it really has a very meaningful ripple. Yeah, you know, throughout the community, in in the space, and it does seem like a family. Yeah, it 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 very much is, and it, you know, like all the I tell people all the time, like the alumni that I have that have been with me for the past, you know, eight years, they come to my, they'll stop by my house. Um, you know, we have dinner together. Anytime they're in town, they call me. We That's go great. out to lunch. One of them's getting married in May in Charleston. I'm going to the wedding. Um, yeah, cool. so it's like they're constantly, even, you know, they're off in the working world now and still will send me a text. Yeah. How you going? How's it going? It it reminds me a little bit or sounds a little bit like FCA. Yeah. Is there any kind of cross or like any similarities there? Fellowship of Christian Athletes with because it seems like they try to do the same thing have a you know family environment I guess it's more faith based yeah yeah there's a little bit more faith based ours is just we you know golf is one of those sports where it's people kind of put it in this world where it's only for a certain type of person yeah you know like somebody who the, can afford it yeah the elitist yeah and what we you know at first tee we make it affordable yeah you know like it's funny one of the kids kids one of the young men that was in my program who's an alumni you know and it's doing great he started his own business now um we were playing golf one day he had already graduated from high school and we went and played golf and we showed up at a golf course and they like bring out the golf cart to us and they're like here you go coach go ahead and he looked at he was like coach when's the last time you played paid to play golf and i was like <laughs> when's the last time you paid to play golf yeah and he looked he sat there for a minute and he was like i've never paid to play golf it's amazing i mean this is a 19 year old kid yeah who's and played his, for 10 years <laughs> yeah, yeah and has played probably he's played nicer golf courses than i have really just because he's made all these connections and they've invited him to places wow and he's never never paid to play golf that does seem like a gatekeeper for the game you know being able to 
afford greens fees or whatever it takes to to get out there and you got to really enjoy it to go drop a hundred bucks to you know to play a sport it's not something you want to do and go chase a ball around all day yeah so it's cool that you guys are making it accessible and removing a bit of a barrier uh, because i feel like that is a big barrier yeah because you think about soccer super cheap sport to play that's why you know countries that don't have anything else have such good national teams because kids have been kicking around a gatorade bottle since they were a kid but you don't see golfers come out of those countries because it's and there's a very high barrier to entry and it's super noble i think that you guys are kind of removing that yeah and not letting that be something that keeps the game of golf from being a good tool yeah and it's you know and it's as simple as like giving a kid a first tee sweatshirt. What do you real, mean? You know, like with our pro, so we've got a partnership with Green Magnet School. Yeah, and so we've got a group of, I think eight to nine young men, um, and they're all refugees from the Congo. Really? Soccer. They they love soccer. They don't care about football. They don't care about basketball. They don't care about baseball. It's not in their world. Mm. But we were like, hey, you want to come play golf with us? They're like, what is golf? It's like, come on, we'll show you. They came out and, I mean, I couldn't understand what they're saying at the end because they're having so much fun. Really? Because they go back to their native tongue and, they, you know, they're That's so great. excited. Yeah. And so they went all summer and all fall with us. And then over Christmas, we had somebody decided, like, these kids are great and they really enjoy it. We want to buy them first tee hoodies. So this donor bought them hoodies and I go to the school and give them to them right before Christmas break. And the thing is, so we get there, give them their hoodies, take a picture. And at the end, they're like taking them off and they're like, here you go, coach. And I was like, no, that's yours. <laughs> like you get that. Yeah, you earned that. That's great. And they're like, when is the spring? When is the spring? Yeah. And I was like, we'll be back. Don't worry. And so now that they're hooked, so it's, you know, it's as simple as a sweatshirt. Yeah. Feeling like you're part of something. And a lot of, you know, a lot of what we do is you got, you can earn all this stuff. Like we had a young man, we do a points, you know, program throughout the entire year where it, and it's based on academics half of it's ac- academics and half of it is just practicing mm. any kid that's in the first tee can play at williams creek for free anytime anytime free range balls everything wow and so you earn points and at the end of the year this he, this young man had so many points i can't i mean it was so hard to keep up with him from practicing so practicing much? and his academics, academics were, were on so fire. Hard. yeah and so but they have that group that's like they're always in there on friday turning in scorecards and stuff yeah and so it gets them excited we keep a you know a scoreboard up so they get to see who's there and he he won a brand new set of golf clubs yeah which is also not cheap not cheap and so his parents were like crying because he'd hit his growth spurt and they're like oh my god we're gonna have to come out of pocket yeah for new clubs and he earned them that's great i mean other sports are, you know, you hear that soccer is the most important or the most uh, ubiquitous sport in America. You know, for kids, they, yeah. they, you know, more kids play soccer than like baseball and basketball combined. You hear that or yeah. or whatever. So it it's nice that you guys are introducing this as 
an option for people. And I'm sure that young kids growing up see people that they grow up with that are that are enjoying a game that they never thought they could play. And yeah. so it seems like it would proliferate pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. it. I mean, and that's the thing is we've grown so much in the eight years that I've been there that, I mean, I never expected it to be where we're at, where we're serving. We had close to 800 kids come through our program, you know, last year. Wow. And then in 2020, we shut down for five months until we figured out some safety precautions to yeah. put into effect. We had 560 kids. Waiting to play. In less than five months. Wow. Signed up to play. It's great. How did you get excited about this kind of work? I assume that golf has been a big part of your life, but yeah. there's another part of this, yeah, which is helping the community and help and and uh, wanting to mentor young men and women or young boys and girls. Yep. Um, how did that? How did how did those parts come together for you? So, I, I was I'm born and raised in Knoxville. Um, you know, my family's been here since the '40s, I think. Wow. Um, and actually, my my great grandfather was a basketball coach at UT. Oh, wow. In the '40s, so okay, that's how we all kind of ended up here. Um, okay, yeah. So with that, and then we just kind of stayed. My dad played baseball at UT, and then you know graduated. Was in architecture and big sports family. Yeah, always so, been a, a part of it. Yeah, and so, but I was the one that like I loved every sport. So I just, I wanted to play them all. Yeah. So I never got like too serious with any of them. I think baseball is probably the closest I got, but my dad used to take me out when I was, you know, five, six years old to play. Um, but my dad also sat on the board at Boys and Girls Club mm. um, <clears throat> pretty much all through my childhood. And so I was, you know, my dad engulfed me in Boys and Girls Club. You know, we, we he wanted to make it, we were not too good for that. Did, did you do the uh, after school stuff as a kid and all that? I didn't do after. I did the summer like camps and stuff. Okay. Um, and so after high school, I was just like, you know, in college, I need a job. Like, <laughs> I need something to make money. I didn't want to serve tables and do that sort of stuff. So uh called Boys and Girls Club and they were like, hey, do you want to be a lifeguard? I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> so I, that's how I start. I started out Boys and Girls Club when I was 20 years old. Really? Or 19 years old as a lifeguard. And they have a pool? The one that I, I was at had a pool. Where um, Where is it? Uh, Vestal over oh, yeah. here in South Knoxville. Yeah. Um. So I started there. And after my first week there, I was like, I want this is what I want to do with my life. What what was exciting about it for you? I I'd never been around like kids that I felt fed off of. Really? You yeah. always, I felt it was, it, like you yeah. know, like they were here, giving I, you something. It wasn't a dream. Yeah. And I <laughs> like I can remember after the first week I was like, I can't believe they're paying me to have this much fun. Really? Yeah. I had so much fun with kids and I met Still to this day, I have contact with kids that I met almost 20 years ago. Really? One of them was in my wedding. You're kidding me. Yeah. A kid that you were that you worked with at Boys and Girls Club? And I, I tell this, to, the first day I started at Boys and Girls Club, we were standing in the game room, and this this little skinny kid 
with cornrows. He's, you want to shoot pool? Eight years old. I was like, yeah, I'll shoot pool. We shot pool for two hours, and we were we we have not left each other's side since. Really? So you were nineteen. He was eight. So he was yeah. a kid. Yeah. That's amazing. And I mean, we and fifteen are, years later, twenty years later, he's in your wedding. We, we're, yeah. And we're I, we're still, I mean, best friends. Really? Yeah. I mean, it. He just had his uh, first daughter, and I mean, it. I got I got a little niece now. <laughs> I love it. Did did you continue to get that? Uh, did you continue to get that kind of? I don't know purpose out of out of working there and think that you could make it a career or something. Yeah. I mean, and if you go and hang around with a bunch of kids and all of a sudden they're bringing you joy and you're yeah. like, I'm supposed to be working. Yeah, and so I did. I, I kept working my way up, and uh, I've worked at pretty much every boys and girls club in this city. Really. And there was a time where, I mean, it is a funny story. So there was, we had uh, some clubs up in Fentress County Mm -hmm. and which is like pretty much, it's Jamestown. So it's, it's pretty much an hour and a half from here. Yeah. And so they had something going on and they're like, Hey, you know, I was like 26 years old. I think I wasn't tied down, you know, and they're like, we need you to move to Fentress County for the summer and run those clubs. And I was like, what? It's like, well, all right. And they're like, we're going to pay you extra to do it. So I did. I, I would drive up on Monday and I'd stay run those, week. stay for the week, and I'd come home Friday night. And, you know, they sent me in with like, just make sure there's no incidents. We're, yeah. You know, until we figure out what we're going to do up here and this and that. And we're sitting in the board meeting like, I'm supposed to leave in like two weeks. And, you know, they're going to have hopefully have a new director. Their board chairman looks at me from across the table and he's like, I will give you land and five cattle to stay up here. (laughs) And I was like. Did you turn it down? Yeah. I mean, I'm 26 years old. Like, I I don't have a girlfriend at the time. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to find somebody in Jamestown. Ah, yeah. But, and, and you know. What am I going to do with five cows? <laughs> I don't know how to raise cattle. Did you ask him if they were milk cows or <laughs> beef cattle? Say, let's, we might be able to negotiate here. Oh, I mean, and the thing is, is I kind of took it as I just kind of laughed at it. And uh, I was like, nah, I appreciate it, though. And I kind of laughed at it. And we're like, I'm walking out with my regional director. And he was like, you know, he was serious, right? <laughs> and I was like, what? It's like, he was like, I mean, you can take it. I was like, no, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, that's some that's about as Tennessee as it gets, right there. That is, yeah. but yeah, um, but yeah. You... So I was with Boys and Girls Club for ten years. Um, awesome, loved every minute of it, and you know, I worked my way up, and um, yeah, I met some great kids, you know, that are now adults now. Yeah, um, I, a lot of them stay in touch with me, which great. is awesome. Um, Facebook's a great, yeah, great way to, you know, great tool for keeping in touch with people that would be, you know, maybe a text is a little, you know, too invasive or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it's wild. Cause it's like, you know, f- that Facebook world gets so intertwined and I, I'd written on one kid's page about like, Hey, just checking in with you. And then from that, like there was another young lady that I'd had when she was in kindergarten, she was like, 
Is that Mr. Sean? <laughs> I've been looking for you for 10 years. Just say thanks. <laughs> she was like, you're my favorite staff of all time. That's great. And here I am like sitting in my basement looking at it, like tearing up. Really? Yeah. I mean, and it's that, you know, I'm getting older now. So like there's some times where I like run into kids and I'm like, oh, what is their name? Like, yeah. cause I've had so many. Yeah. And they're, and, and they're, you know, kids change a lot from when they're six years old to when they're 26 years old. Yeah. And it's fun. Like me, when me and my wife started dating, we like go through Market Square and like kids are, Mr. Sean, Mr. Sean. Really? And she was like, what is going on here? Like a celebrity. Yeah. You're the cool teacher. Yeah, I get, I'll take it. Do you ever think about getting into teaching or anything like that? I did. So I, when I was at Boys and Girls Club, I was like, all right, I'm going to change my major. I was in sports management and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into teaching. And then after about a year, I was like... The one thing about the difference between what I was doing and a teacher is a teacher, you have them for a year and then they move on to mm. the next grade. And then what are the chances that you continue to keep up with that right. young person? You wanted less of a transactional relationship with the kids. Yeah. I wanted to stay with them. Yeah. Um, but then when you bounce around from club to club, I realized that like, eh. You kind of you'll lose some along the way, you know, lose in touch. Um, well, what about the golf part of it that 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 brought you, you know, to kind of bridge those two passions together? Did were you did you ever do any? You know, did you play in high school? Did you go to college and play? Yeah, so I grew up playing golf with my dad all the time, um, and then I I played all through high school. Um, but where'd you go to school? Uh, Catholic. Oh, cool. But I, I went to the Magnolia Catholic. Oh, not not the Cedar Bluff Catholic. Yeah. So I was the I was in the class that was the last class at the old school and the first class at the new school. So we switched halfway through my senior year. No way. Yeah. Okay. And I bet I would say ninety nine percent of my classmates would agree that we would have rather stayed at Magnolia. Really? It was just kind of, you know. They moved us there just to be there. Warm bodies in the in the new building. Yeah, I mean we we were at the you know that tiny old yeah you know yeah cold yeah or hot building. <laughs> um, but did that give you some exposure to you know a community that you may not have otherwise gotten? Because like I grew up in West Knoxville. Yeah, and I went to Bearden High School. Yeah. It was a diverse school. Yeah, it wasn't East Knoxville. You know, yeah. I mean, it 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 was, you know, where I grew up, it was you know socioeconomically kind of even. Yeah, didn't have exposure to really much else. Did you feel like? Do you feel like you know spending time in that community gave you some texture to your upbringing and made you comfortable in those in, in you know dealing with not not middle class white people? Yeah, no, it did. Um, you definitely see a. You definitely see things that you wouldn't see, um, you know, out West. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just being engulfed in that. And then, you know, we, we partnered with Austin East when I was in high school. So like, you know, playing baseball, like we'd play baseball with them and they, awesome. sometimes they wouldn't have enough to field a team. So we just send some guys and out. do it, just scrimmage and yeah. play with them. Um, so yeah, definitely like being in that neighborhood, um, 
kind of helped spark some things in my head, you know, you know, at a younger age. I lived over there and I loved it, man. I loved it because like I said, I, I, you know, spent so much time around middle-class white people my entire life that it was nice to see something, something different and kind of be a part of that community and, and realize that we're the, all the same. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that should keep us apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's really, uh, I think meaningful too, to bridge, to bridge communities. And it seems like that's, you know, kind of the, kind of the purpose of what you guys are doing is with, with first tea is, is just taking something that has always been this upper class thing and being able to say, no, it's, it's not, it's for everybody. Yeah. We're all for everybody. People are for everybody, you know? Yeah. And so I get, you know, that's what kind of brought me to first tea was like, you know, boys and girls club. I was kind of at a, you know, dead end and, not really a dead end. I was just kind of stuck. You didn't have enough land for all the cows. Yeah, they were offering positions. And so I saw an opening for you know program director at, at First Tee, and I was like, Was it fledgling at this point? Was it small? It was small very deal? small. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I was probably the first like real program director that mm. was like geared towards building that program up. Yeah. And so I I was just like, I, I think I want to do this. You know, um, and it, the first year was a lot of like growing pains as it is in most jobs, but just trying to figure out like, what, what do we really want to build here? Um, how do we want to build it? And, you know, my boss at the time was awesome, just super supportive. And he was like, it's yours, mold it. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I really don't care how you do it just build it yeah he was like we need more kids in this and he was like you know how to do this you've been building programs you know how to do it so him just telling me that i was like all right let's let's run with this thing and so you know i started building little things here and there you know our 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 big base is you know our our program sites that we offer golf clinics at and so we were just slowly adding on a different course every year um and so you know one of the things is like there are people in west knoxville that need our core values just as much as there are in south or north or east knoxville yeah so you know moving into dead horse lake golf course is we're we're gonna get kids there yeah and you know their parents want them to be a part of this Mm -hmm. and so we're doing that and then one of the most fruitful things that I started was, you know, I had some like, you know, some of those kids that are graduated from college now were just hanging out at the golf course. And I was like, I could, I can build a camp off of what I'm doing with four mm. kids. Yeah. So I was like, I spent that whole summer, I, I would play golf with those kids from sunup to sundown to the point where my wife, I'd get home at eight o'clock and she was like, I think they're working you too much. And I was like, <laughs> hard to call. All it right. <laughs> I, I have to admit the last like three hours of my day is not really work. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just playing golf yeah. until they don't want to play anymore. Yeah. So from there I started this like middle school golf camp. Cool. And it was open to any kid and it was so beautiful to watch because 
we had kids from East Knoxville, North Knoxville, South Knoxville, West Knoxville, all in this one camp. I had 36 kids. Mm. And to watch them become friends. People from different backgrounds and, and neighborhoods. And yeah. Areas. So like a kid that goes to Bearden Middle becomes best friends with a kid that's at Vine Middle. Yeah. And they'd have never met if it weren't for the golf course. Yeah. And we did that. So in my head, I was like, we're breaking down these walls that are these invisible walls in Knoxville that are up that mm. like, oh, you're from West Knoxville. Mm. They didn't see that. It's strange to think that golf, golf would be the thing that, that did that. I you know? know it was, but it was so beautiful to sit back and watch and to like watch them at the end of the day, like go off and spend the night at one another's house and like building friendships that like still to this day, they're still friends. It's great. Yeah. We've got like you every few years you hear about a pro golfer coming through Knoxville or like, I guess Oak Ridge with Scott Stallings. Yeah. Like it seems like it's pretty fertile ground for you know, seems like it's kind of a it's kind of a decent uh, part of America if you want to make a career in it or make a living in it. There's resources out there. Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, but and also you you guys from from reading what I've read, it seems like you don't necessarily focus on that part of it. It's not a you know, it's not like you're training kids to go to the Olympics. Yeah. You're 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 trying to give them other skills. Yep. And, and other things that have nothing to do with the game. The yeah. Sport. Yeah. Like our big motto is, you know, good golfers, better people. Mm. And that's the thing is like when I started going out and watching, and this just, this speaks to like how much the program's grown. It's like, you know, the first two years I was with First Tee, it was easy for me to like go watch a high school district tournament or a high school regional tournament because I, you know, I had two kids. Yeah. So we're playing. Like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'll just go here on one day and here on the other. Yeah. And then this past season, I had 15. So you you can't even you can't even go watch all the kid all your kids play anymore. Yeah. So I'm I I did. But I'm like literally running from the parking lot just to like show them that I'm, hey, I'm yeah. here. And then like running back to like get my car and go somewhere else to watch them. But um, yeah, just watching them grow through the game has been huge. But, the you know, when you go to those matches and I've had numerous people sit there like, that kid's in the first tee, aren't they? Really? Because they carry themselves differently. Really? Yeah, that you know, so? you know, it it's all the the core values that we we teach is like when we go over respect, it's not just like respecting your partner. Your how do you respect the golf course? Mm. You know, it's respecting your blunt, respect your clubs. So mm. like you're not gonna see one of my kids banging their club on a golf bag when when they hit a bad shot. Yeah, right. And then that's a sportsmanship thing too. Yeah. And then on, on the green for, you know, if, if there's a divot on the green, you will all, and this is one where most people kind of set us apart is they will always see a first tee kid. They will fix their divot and then another one. Really? Cause it's just part of what we teach is leave that, it better than you found it. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that, that seems like the, the biggest takeaway. Yeah, for me, because it, it, because golf is one of those games and one of those sports where it's always been gentlemanly and it's always been this thing where you're on your, your best behavior. 
But I've seen some grown men act like babies out there. (laughs) I know. And I've had numerous people come up to me and they're like, hey, can you come teach your core values at our men's group? Yeah. Because they're cussing (laughs) and stuff. So uh, are you, you know, Wes Roach? I do. Yeah. He's been on the podcast. He's a, he's a pleasure. He's a great guy. Yeah. It seems like, a, a, you know, the time I spent with him, he was over here for a few hours. I really enjoyed my time with him. Great guy. Good. But he kind of seemed to embody that just kind of just classy individual and um, apparently a really good golfer, too, from what I hear. Yeah, he's great. Um, we also have Scott Stallings. Yeah, he helps a lot. I mean, so both those guys are are around for the program, aware of the program, oh, in yeah. touch with you, all that. Yeah, it's Scott comes out quite a bit, and it's you know, there's one day he came out, and you know, he'll play, and I asked, I was like, do you care if they watch? And he was like, I'll bring them. He was like, I, I, it, it'd be nice to have a bunch of people watch me, so I can kind of get into that yeah. zone. Yeah, and then we also have a uh, Peter Malnati. Okay. Um, he's kind of from up in uh, Jeff County. Is he older, younger? He's younger. Okay. Um, like co- out of college? Yes. Okay. He. I think he graduated from Missouri in 09. Played college ball there? He SEC did. SEC mm-hmm. college golf? Yep. And he, he, he's a huge supporter of the first tee. He, uh, and I met him over COVID. You know, he was in town and, you know, just trying to get out and practice and, uh, he, he called me and he was like, Sean, can I come out and play? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll set you up. And he goes out and plays and uh, he was like, I'll catch up with you after my round. And um, so he comes off the golf course and I'd gone around the neighborhood picking up some of the kids to, um, I got one at Holston Middle and two at Austin East that would always, they'd, you know, they'd just call me up, hey, do you want to play? So I go, awesome. I go pick them up and so we're like heading down to hole number one. He's coming up off of 18 and he like takes off on a full sprint up to me. And he was like, this golf course is amazing. Which, where were you playing? At Williams Creek. Okay. And so I introduced him to the young men I was playing with. And I bet they were starstruck. <laughs> yeah. And well, I, they didn't really know who he was. They didn't. Uh, I did kind of, I was like, he plays on the PGA tour and they're like, <laughs> but they're like, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he comes up, he talks to them and you know, they're just great young men. And so I was like, all right, y'all go to hole number one. I'll meet up with you. I'm going to catch up. And Peter looked at me and he was like, I'm all in. He was like, I'm first tee. I'm first tee guy now. Really? He whatever, like, whatever, you he, whatever you need from me, I, this, what I just saw right here in my interactions that I want to be in this. And I was like, all right. So he uh, he put his name on our like signature event, and uh, he's great. Super cool. Yeah. It, something Wes Roach told me when he was here that blew my mind was like the direction that the sport of golf seems to be heading. And um, we I, I don't know how we started talking about Bryson DeChambeau, but we, we, we started talking about Wes brought up studies that have taken place where club head speed can be directly correlated to earnings on the tour. And so seemingly the harder you can hit the ball, the more money you're making on tour. Yeah. Do you see that trend 
happening or do you see the sport becoming more of a like macho long ball thing where it's always been like this kind of finesse yeah. shape your shot you know use your head use some strategy because that kind of blew my mind i was like this doesn't need to become gridiron football whoever hits the hardest can be the best at it yeah i don't know from a physical standpoint i don't think it they can last that long Aren't they making holes longer and longer on the PGA Tour, though? Yeah, they are. Um, some are, but then there's some that are like, no, we're not going to... Right. Pander to that. Yeah. Yeah. And not everybody hits it that long. I mean, there there's some long ball hitters out there. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, you know, like a DeChambeau, I mean, he's going he's gonna to hurt his back at some point. Well, that's something else that I, I wondered. And I, when Tiger Woods started having all these injuries, my first knee-jerk reaction was like, come on, he's playing a non-contact sport. Like, how can it really be that bad? And then I, like, I, I watched some slow-motion golf swings, and I'm like, these guys are torquing their bodies in ways that it was never meant to be moved. They're putting it. They're putting their bodies in a total bind: spine, yeah. arms, legs, hips, both labrums. Everything is yeah. just in the wrong place, and then it releases into you know driving a ball two hundred and fifty yards or whatever. But it does not. I mean, it looks like it could very easily over a long period of time be something that's very damaging to the body. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, I did a fundraiser towards the end of last year where I basically, it was me and two other guys did a marathon golf where we were like, found found people to sponsor us per hole. And we played- What's that? From, marathon golf. It's You play as many holes as you can in a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we started at sunup. And played until we could not see anymore. God, you gotta love it, man. You and, you have to love this sport to do that. And it, it it was a lot of fun. Scott Stallings came out and like brought us lunch, <laughs> and uh, but I played it's like the Le Mans of golf. <laughs> we played a hundred and forty holes, <laughs> and the next day my back hurt so bad. Really? Yeah, and I I got to the point like I was clubbing up like three clubs because i was just like not one to I, swing as hard yeah, i can't swing anymore yeah but it, it, you know you swing that many times it, it and then i wasn't even swinging that hard i mean halfway through i was like you don't have to swing that hard well you have to think that if people are so if we're talking about professionals like the best of the best the upper 0.1 percent of the talent pool like they have got to have this so fine tuned and so perfect that they are maximizing every little bit of everything from, you know, club head angle yeah. to like all this has got to be such a super, the same movement over and over and over again. And if you're doing that as hard as you can every single time, and I'm sure that the pressure is huge to do it if you're playing on tour for a bunch of money yeah. or losing a sponsorship if you don't play well like these guys have got to be up there to my way of thinking like the physical demand on your body and it might not necessarily be endurance but where is the big one yeah and i just me personally i, I think you swing that hard that many times that 
eventually your body's going to break down. Well, they were talking about Tiger not being able to walk, you know, and having to lay down because of, you know, back pain. Yeah. And he and was, he, he was the, he swung so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PlayStation games named after him. He was yeah. hitting the ball so much farther than everybody else. And yeah. Yeah. Playing a short game. But something that I also really appreciate about golf, is, and and I like to fly fish, so I end up in some really beautiful places on drift boats or waiting or whatever. Yeah. And what people are always like, well, you know, is, why do you like fishing? I'm like, isn't that just stupid redneck sport to do? I'm like, man, I could be doing anything standing where I'm standing, looking at the things that I'm looking at. And golf is kind of the same way. Like, sure, there's some stuff out there that's not as sightly as others but like i played uh lambert acres one time and i was like this this is the most be- i would do anything right here you i'll know? tell you what lambert acres on a sunday morning when the sun's coming up yeah. is one of the most beautiful things it's but all to me all golf courses are that way like yeah. they're just so well kept everything looks nice it's just pleasant baseline is pleasant you yeah, know and when it, you're in these places it's funny because my wife does not play golf my daughter Sometimes she likes it. She may be part of the program. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. She's Full in time. It. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Um, does she like it? We'll see. Yeah. Um, but when we go on vacation, I, you know. You put we, them in the cart with you? Yeah. And yeah. my wife loves it. Really? And people were like, I can't believe you'll spend three hours just driving around a golf cart. And she was like, have you ever driven around a golf course and drank beer? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, it's the one of the most fun things. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're at the beach, those courses sure. are a lot. I mean, yeah, the the uh, wild dunes courses down there. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen those. I, I go with a, a group of family and friends, and they play those courses every year. And they just come back, and it's like, how'd you do? And they're like, I don't even care. It was so perfect and yeah. beautiful. It was a great day. I shot fine, but yeah. like, it was it's just you can't you can't beat it. Yeah, I was uh uh. My wife and I are going on a, on a, on a, we're going to, she's going to come fishing with me and, uh, on the Hiawassee in, in, in April. And she's like, I'm excited to just sit in the back and read my book while you're out there, you know, while I'm in the same you know, beautiful spaces yeah. as you are. And I, I feel like those two things kind of, you know, you, you put a game that you love with, something else you love to do which is be in the middle of nature be outside you just can't go wrong and like i can't ex- some of the trips that i've taken kids on to different golf courses like i can't i can't put into words what it felt like to take a kid to see the ocean mm. on a golf trip yeah i mean i'm starting to tear up just remembering that yeah. but th- like this kid was 14 years old and never seen the ocean and i got to do i got to do that for him and th- the same way with like watching these kids work so hard and then do well on a golf course but also watching these kids work so hard and not do so well and still holding themselves at such a high level when when character wise yeah coming off the golf course and immediately going into well that wasn't my best round but I'll get them the next time I wish I had that yeah I, <laughs> man I, I was a turd yeah you I know? mean I teach it but yeah. I still come off 
Well, you learn something too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, I think that's a big, like working with kids for this long, like you learn so much from kids. It's gotta be, it, it's gotta be, uh, something that never stops teaching you too. Cause kids are always changing. They're getting smarter and interested in different things. And it's, it's a good, I think it's good to keep a finger on that pulse of what, you know, what kids are doing, what they're interested in. And uh, I hope the day never comes when they're too cool to come play golf with you, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is the way our program works is like, you just slowly move up each level. And so ACE is the highest level and it's only for high school kids. And it's more of like a college prep type program. Yeah. And so with that group has grown to like 20 plus kids. Whereas before, you know, it was easy for me to mentor like three or four and walk them through it. But now that I got 20, I'm like, gosh, this is, this is a challenge to try and figure out how to navigate 20. And, um, the conversations that these young people are having is amazing to me. Really? Yeah. And it's anything from race to politics and you know like they're really? learning yeah and the one of the thinking critically <laughs> yeah and it was crazy to we did like a pizza night or something and i walked in and you know there was a young lady um and and then another there were two young ladies one of them was you know she referred to her she's like well you know i'm country <laughs> and uh so they're like having this discussion and that was what she was like well you know i'm country and in the other she was like but that doesn't mean you can't change your mind mm. and that like that still sticks in my head is like she didn't belittle her for that she was like well no you can still interesting but to watch like two 15 year old young people who are probably very dissimilar yeah <laughs> and have that discussion and it was yeah. civilized they didn't attack each other and just like, well, you're wrong. It was just like, well, no. And they, and they continued to have the discussion. Yeah. And then they found that that meeting place. It just, you know, I keep coming back to it. It just seems like a, a really great conduit for decency, civility, to teach those things to kids because it's expected uh, in 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 a in in the sport. But then it's it's also lessons that we should all just you know we should all learn somewhere yeah along the way when was the uh when was the first time uh, one of your kids beat you i'm sure they beat you by now oh man Pro- probably right off the bat really i i go in i had this young lady uh her name's lexi shaw and uh well i beat i think no i've never beat her really and when I started, she was 14 or 15 years old. She already knew how to play? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So why did she become part of the program if she, she already grew, knew how to play? So the first he was still around. Like, it, it was smaller before I came mm-hmm. in. And so she was in the program and worked her way gotcha. through. So when I came in, she'd already she's already pretty experienced. Mm. Um, but I, I would spend time with her and this other young man, Robert Higgins. And, I mean, they would... Wear you out? Oh, I, I mean, I was like, I'm getting beat by kids. How exciting was that, though? Not? You know, the first time I was like, man, like, first couple holes, I was like, you better get it together. 
Yeah. And you're like, what's wrong with me? And then you just realize they're that much better than you. Yeah. Then, you know, a couple more, you know, a few more holes in, I was like, this is impressive. Really? These, these, these two are super impressive young people. And you get to spend time and talk with them and you're learning Mm. more about them. Another thing that's awesome about the sport. Yeah. Is that if you're paired up with somebody, you're spending three hours together. And that's one thing that I tell is I was like, I did a whole class on, hey, what do you want to do for it when you grow up? And they taught that, like, when I, I want to be an architect. I was like, what's a better way to uh, sell your project than on a golf course? They're yeah. stuck with you. Yeah. They and people leave. love to play golf. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of an, an old sales archetype, right? Like yeah. It's just, it, it's always been a, a an age-old way to... You know, you offer to buy a guy around to golf, he'll figure out a way to get out of the office for the day. Yeah. But yeah, I got it. There's a, a young man, uh, Gabriel New. He He's a, a freshman at Maryville College playing golf. And when I started, he was probably nine, nine or 10 years old. Okay. And I, I, I could barely beat him. When he was nine? This kid was, he's still just a top-notch player but yeah he was he was whooping everybody <laughs> um and then, and still to this day like he's me and him we're super close and um he's probably one of the sharpest young men i've ever met in my really? entire life yeah it's amazing it, it seems well it seems like golf is such you know, we talked about the physical part of it. Obviously, very, very important. But I'm trying to think of a sport that is m- more mentally demanding than golf. Um, there's all kinds of pressure on you. You know, for every every time you you swing the club, and it's a game of microns. You know, baseball's a game of inches. Golf yeah. is a game of you know. Oh yeah. Less than that. And it 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 just seems like you have to be mentally tough and to to play it and to play it well. And maybe that's like a little bit of maybe that's a a little bit of a of the byproduct in, in some of these success stories or all these success stories that you hear is yeah, you're you're teaching kids to do something that's physical, you're teaching them to be respectful, you're teaching them how how to uh how to conduct yourself and respect a game, but you're, you're as a byproduct teaching them how to be mentally, mentally tough. Yeah. In something that's really, really, really hard and really finicky. Yeah. So, and I've got a really, so it's probably my second or third year at first. He, I took a bunch of kids out to a par 72 golf course and, uh, so we're out there playing, I've split them up into groups and I'm playing with, uh, it was me, another young man, and then two young ladies. And one of the young ladies, she hits a shot like off the fairway and just like, I thought it was fine, <laughs> but she did not like it. It was good for you. Yeah. You'd have been happy with it. Oh, I, I was, and so I was like, what's wrong with that? She was like, it's not what I wanted to do. So I threw a ball. I was like, I'll hit another one. She like kind of looked at me like, what? And I was like, just hit it. So she hits it and still like not what she wanted. Just barely missed so it. <laughs> threw another one and she was like, 
what are you doing? And I was like, hit it. And then <laughs> she hits it. And then she's like, oh, so I take my bag over and pull my zipper and dump my, all my balls out. Yeah. I said, well, just hit them until you hit one you like. And she just started laughing. And I was like, that's what I was trying to get out of you. Exactly. She was like, what? And I was like, you're too serious. Yeah. We're not playing for anything here. And every shot's not going to be perfect. I was like, work on it. Yeah. But you can't let that one shot upset you that much. Sure. And I think that's like plays into life. It's like, we all hit bad shots in life. Just Forgive non- yourself a little bit, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Like, take yeah. it easy. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Top Golf? Do you have any insight on that coming to town? I've heard it's coming. It's coming. Off Level it, Road. It, yeah. It's near like Cotton Eye Joe over there. Yeah. Me personally, yeah. I love Top Golf. Really? I think it is a great way to get people who might not be interested in golf into golf that seems right up your alley (laughs) it is (laughs) i mean i've played a handful of times yeah and it's it's fun yeah um and you can have fun from aspect of like somebody who's like trying to work on something and aiming at targets yeah to like you can take a five-year-old that's never hit a ball the way it's set up is it all funnels so they're gonna score yeah everybody wins yeah um i i was in uh it was probably five years ago i went to the top golf in atlanta they have a couple of them now i think mm -hmm. don't they but i went to the one in atlanta and i had uh i not really i don't think i'd been to one before and i walked in and i was like this is great this is not people you would see on a golf course (laughs) yeah but they're they're participating in the sport and you know having some chicken wings while they're, you know while they're at it and yeah. it was it was cool because it felt like it was it felt like the the sport was finding new footing ultimately being less of the stodgy old white guy yeah and more and i saw a bachelorette party teeing off right next to us and it was awesome yeah <laughs> i i love it we take kids as much as we can I, i've i take them to, i've taken them to atlanta i've taken them to nashville mm-hmm. i love that it's going to be here because i don't have to make those trips anymore yeah. um one in chattanooga too now yeah and so and they're all different mm. you know like atlanta's are three stories yeah chattanooga's one story right yeah it's right you're on the ground yeah ours is going to be two is it so there yep. will be an upper deck yeah are those the ones that, the stalls that go first are the up top ones are those the ones people want to play yeah. rather yeah, yeah. it's because you can see see where your ball's landing and all that but i'll tell you i've played all three levels mm-hmm. they're all fun mm. from different aspects mm. um yeah i I like it and uh top golf has actually partnered with first tee nice to help us kind of make up curriculum that could be taught at a top golf oh cool so you guys could take you could take some of your classes or instructional stuff that you're doing at williams creek or some other yep. club and you could do it at top golf yep that'd be great yeah and it's a no-brainer for them i mean they're trying to get people in the door like crazy parents yeah. are going to come or you know other instructors you know yeah. yeah it's great and the thing is like first tee is sure it's golf but everything we do is it, it's fun mm. like I'm not going to put you on a driving range and have you hitting a little white ball right off the bat. Like we're going to throw footballs and we're going to work on target and disc distance control and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. like carnival games. Yeah. 
then we'll work our way into okay now you kind of get the basics mm-hmm. now we're going to move you to that next level now we're going to take you out on the golf course teach you what what the golf course is how to navigate that see and i think that i mean and i'm speaking from personal experience that is such a nice way not to run people off because i have like legitimate trauma from being a kid and going to play with friends yeah. like a group of friends who were good at golf and i and i was not and i couldn't do it and i felt out of place yeah as a kid because everybody else could do it and i couldn't and it was because i never done it before but if you let people wade into wade into the space and teach them the basics they're not going to you know have that you know be be in the deep end right away yeah and i think again like there's many barriers with golf that's just an, another another one of them how many people do you hear say that they don't play because they don't have time to get better at it they don't want to go out and play once a year yeah and it's like it i almost see it as and this is silly but i almost see it as like almost a universal or like a a fundamental skill set that is good for people to have you if if you're in a social setting and you meet a new person you and i meet while we're out and you know you invite invite me to go out hey do you play golf I want to be able to say yes. I yeah. want to be able to say yes and go do it. It's just one of those things that, you know, if you can get the fundamentals down and 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 be good at it, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of positives that can come out of it. Uh, but also, I feel like it's just something that it's like being able to swing a hammer. You should you just kind of be able to do it. Well, and the thing is, is like it's a lifelong sport. How many 80-year-olds do you know play basketball? Zero. I can name 20 80-year-olds that I know playing golf. They could beat you in golf right now. And that's the thing is, you play, I mean, we've got a a gentleman that comes out to Williams Creek who's probably in his 90s. He's got, I want to say, 19 hole-in-ones. Wow. I mean, he plays every single day. What? He what else you gonna what else you gonna do you retire you love the sport go play every single day you can do it as a 60 or 70 year old but you're right you're not gonna go i mean the body's gonna say no to basketball at some point body's gonna say no to soccer at some point yeah i mean i'm almost 40 and i hit that point 10 years ago where i was like i'm not playing basketball anymore i'm too old for this yeah you might turn an ankle yeah then what's gonna happen yeah Man, that's flown by. It's been an hour. What else it's we good. got? Anything else you can think of that I missed? I missed anything silly? <laughs> no, I mean, I. It's just it's it's fun. I love it. I, really, I love working with kids. I love watching them grow. I love watching them succeed. I I, I like watching them fail because yeah. then it you know. That's when you get to see their character. Yeah. And so... And if you instilled some of that character, it's got to be very gratifying. And there, you know, I had this moment is back in probably October. I, I did this like get together and like we were like with our older kids and I was like, hey, we're going to do dinner and just we're just going to hang out on the range and hit golf balls and I'll bring music out and we'll just do that. You know, I'm expecting like maybe four kids show up. I had all of them, all 20 plus of them, 
show up on a Friday night, and they hung out with me until eight o'clock at night. That's family. That's the family. You were talking and I'm, about. I was like, when I was their age, I wasn't hanging out with some forty-year-old guy, forty-year-old yeah. dude on a driving range, just yeah. hanging out for for fun on a Friday night. Yeah, but that's got man, that's got. And then they invite me to go to Chick Fil A with them afterwards. I was like, no, nah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to bed. If I don't get some sleep, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be sore in the morning. Yeah, that's got to be so gratifying, man. And I, and I I'm. I'm excited for you that you get to that you get to live that out and, and get to feel that joy that that still these kids are given to you, you know, all, you know, almost 20 years after after kind of discovering this. Yeah, this joy and this passion that you had for um, I don't know if, you know, mentorship is the right word, but um, but but being able to be impactful and also having this symbiotic relationship with kids where you're, you know, being somewhat of a, a mentor, but then you're also getting just as much out of it as they are. Yeah. God bless you for being able to, uh, identify it at such a young age and then be able to make a career out of it because it's important. It takes people like you to make changes in people's lives. And, um, as a parent, I'm very, very glad that there are men and people like you out there who who take this on as a responsibility and ask for really nothing from the relationship. I know. I tell people I, I get paid in hugs. Sure. I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. I'm so glad to know you, Sean. Thank you so yeah. much for coming by and being here, man. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it, man. Take care. All right. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Sean's a heck of a dude. Check out First Tee. They're doing some really amazing stuff and really helping move the needle for America's youth, Tennessee's youth, making the world a better place. You got to dig that, right? Thanks for being here, guys. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you in a week. How about it? Pitchwire. Play me out.